is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Dear saints, Jesus is risen that He might care for us, that He might shepherd us, that He might tend to us and feed us and protect us so that He might be our good shepherd. The Scriptures from beginning to end, are full of this marvelous love of God for us. His undeserved mercy, His surprising kindness and compassion. The Bible is overflowing with these things, with all that the Lord does for us to have us as His own dear people and His his own dear flock. And, And many of these passages could be fall under the theme, the Lord is our good shepherd. These are famous passages from the Bible. Psalm 23, perhaps, is the most famous. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. When we sing together matins, we sing Psalm 95, the Venite, which brings out this theme. We are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hands. The Lord promises, and this was in our Old Testament lesson, our first lesson today from Ezekiel 34, the Lord promises to remove the false prophets from His people and to be Himself the shepherd of His people. For example, Ezekiel 34, verse 11, For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I, I myself, will search for my sheep and seek them out. Jesus also offers this same lovely insight in the gospel when he compares himself to the shepherd who leaves the flock and goes chasing after the herding uh, and hunting for the one sheep that's lost in the wilderness. What man of you, says Jesus, having a hundred sheep, if he's lost one of them, does not leave the 99 in the open country and go after that one that's lost until he finds it. And when he finds it, he lays it on his shoulder rejoicing. Luke 15. This is Jesus. The one who holds nothing back. The one who does it all to get you and to keep you as his flock, as his little church, to protect you and to have you as his own dear lamb forever. All of this culminates in perhaps the most beautiful passage of all, our gospel text from John chapter 10. And this passage is truly a stunning passage. For in John chapter 10, the good shepherd does something that we would never expect of a shepherd. Never expect. I am the good shepherd says Jesus, the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Now that is really something. This being the good shepherd costs Jesus something. It means something to him. It means even that he lays down his very life to have us as his dear sheep. There should be a difference There should be a difference between a shepherd and a sheep. And in this world, there is certainly a difference. If you were to come along a pasture and there's a 
and there's a flock of sheep grazing there. You can tell right away which one is the sheep and which one is the shepherd, can't you? <laughs> the shepherd is the one that's protecting. The sheep are the, one, the ones that are being protected. The shepherd is the one that's watching. The sheep are the ones that are being watched over. The shepherd is the one that's providing. The sheep are the ones that are being provided for. The shepherd is there to keep the sheep alive, to protect the sheep from the wolves and, and from the bears and lions and all the other dangerous things that, that, that can eat the sheep. But, but the shepherd is keeping the sheep alive so that eventually they can die at the right place. The sheep are, after they've been grazed and fattened up, they are led off to the slaughter. They, they, they will spill their blood, and they will either end up as lamb chops on someone's table, or if you're in Israel, they'll end up burning on the altar. Their blood will end up covering your door, remember? So that the angel of death passes you over. The, the sheep will be the ones who, who have their heads pressed by the high priest and the sins of the people spoken over them and then led out into the wilderness or, or taken to the altar. The shepherd keeps the sheep alive so that the sheep can eventually die. But look what the text gives us. Jesus is not just the good shepherd. He is also a sheep. In fact, he is the sheep, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. We have both of these images side by side in the Gospel of John. In John chapter, 20, or John chapter 10, Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd. In John chapter 1, John the Baptist, after Jesus is baptized, points to him and says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. When this same John who wrote the Gospel of John, not John the Baptist, but the author of the Gospel, when he sees the revelation of Jesus and writes it down for us in the book of Revelation, he says the same thing of Jesus. I saw the Lamb as He had been slain sitting on the throne. You see, it's the sheep, not the shepherd, that's slain, that's slaughtered, and that's sacrificed especially poignant with this language, with this image, with this point, is Isaiah chapter 53, the text that we heard on Good Friday. These verses 6 and 7 from that same chapter, Isaiah writes, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth, like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, like a sheep before its shearers is silent. So he opened not his mouth. Our Lord Jesus is the shepherd and the sheep the Lamb of God. Now these two very different images, these two very different pictures, these two very different titles are combined in the one Lord Jesus. 
The shepherd is strong. The sheep is weak. The shepherd protects. The sheep is defenseless. The shepherd lives. The sheep dies. The shepherd is caring. The sheep is being sacrificed. Blood splashed on the doorframe and on the altar. Their body being set on fire. And Jesus, the good shepherd, hands himself over to be the sheep. The lamb sacrificed for us. This is really stunning. That in the mystery of our salvation, Jesus, who is the shepherd of the people, becomes the lamb and is sacrificed on the altar of the cross. He sheds his blood so that the wrath of God would be quenched and that it wouldn't fall on you and on me. So this Jesus gives himself up to death so that we might have life. He meets the requirement of the justice of God. We who could not protect ourselves are now protected by him. And in this marvelous turn of events, Jesus, who could not protect us apart from his sacrifice, now can protect us from sin, from death, and from the devil. He can only defend us by being defenseless. He can only destroy the devil by being destroyed by him. He can only be our good shepherd if first he is the sacrificial lamb upon which the devil lays all his wickedness and God lays all his wrath. But because he has done this, because he has made his life a sacrifice for sin, because his blood was thrown against God's wrath, because he writhed under the darkness of God-forsakenness in our place, because of all of this, our Lord Jesus can protect us and keep us and guide us in his righteousness and in his peace. He can be our good shepherd. There is a text that brings both of these marvelous images together, where Jesus is both the sheep and the shepherd in one sentence. And it's the epistle text appointed for today. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21 to 25. Peter writes these words, For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth, but he was reviled, and he didn't revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree. That's the cross. That we might die to sin and live to righteousness. And by his wounds, you were healed. All of this is the language of Isaiah 53, where Jesus is the sacrificial lamb who bears our sin and transgression and is punished by God in our place so that by his stripes, that is, by the blood that comes from the whip and the nails, we can be, we in fact are healed. This is Jesus, the lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. 
And then the text in verse 25 shifts. For this Jesus who was sacrificed for us is now our caretaker, now our overseer, now our shepherd. These words, for you were straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. How wonderful. His wounds are our protection. His blood is our salvation. His death is our life. His words are the cool waters and the green pastures in which we lie and are refreshed. This language of the Scripture, as it teaches us, is more wonderful than we can possibly comprehend. For whenever the Bible says that the Lord is our shepherd, it is giving to us Jesus Christ crucified and risen from the dead for us. When Jesus takes it upon Himself to be our shepherd, He is giving Himself to us, pledging us and promising us His very life, everything that He has, so that He might keep us and hold us for all eternity. Now tell me, dear lambs of God, what is there to be afraid of. Jesus is your good shepherd. What is there to worry about? Jesus is your good shepherd. What is there to fuss over? What guilt is there that can cling to your conscience and undo your faith? What foe is there that can, that can catch you unawares and devour you? Jesus is your good shepherd. He has laid down His life for you so that He would keep you and feed you and have you forever. All praise and thanks be to our Lord Jesus who is our good shepherd today and always. For he is risen from the dead and lives and reigns with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ, our Good Shepherd. Amen.